Chapter 9 of Australian Legendary Tales Folklore. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Australian Legendary Tales Folklore by Mrs. K. Langlow Parker. Chapter 9 The Gwinnaboos, the Redbreast. Gwinnaboo and Gamay, the water rats, were down at the creek one day getting mussels for food, when to their astonishment a kangaroo hopped right into the water beside them. Well, they knew he must be escaping from hunters who were probably pressing him close. So Gwinnaboo quickly seized her yam stick and knocked the kangaroo on the head. He was caught fast in the weeds in the creek so could not escape. When the two old women had killed the kangaroo, they hid its body under the weeds in the creek, fearing to take it out and cook it straight away, lest the hunter should come up and claim it. The little son of Gwinnaboo watched them from the bank. After having hidden the kangaroo, the women picked up their mussels and started for their camp, when up came the hunters, Quarane and Gidgeragar, who had tracked the kangaroo right to the creek. Seeing the woman, they said, Did you see the kangaroo? The woman answered, No, we saw no kangaroo. That is strange, for we had tracked it right up to here. We have seen no kangaroo. See, we have been digging out mussels for food. Come to our camp and we will give you some when they are cooked. The young men, puzzled in their minds, followed the woman to their camp. And when the mussels were cooked, the hunters joined the old women at their dinner. The little boy would not eat the mussels. He kept crying to his mother, Gwinnaboo, Gwinnaboo, I want kangaroo. I want kangaroo, Gwinnaboo, Gwinnaboo. There, said Quarian, your little boy has seen the kangaroo and wants some. It must be here somewhere. Oh, no, he cries for anything he thinks of. Some days for kangaroo. He is only a little boy. He does not know what he wants, said old Gwinnaboo. But still the child kept saying, Gwinnaboo, Gwinnaboo, I want kangaroo, I want kangaroo. Gamai was so angry with little Gwinnaboo for keeping on asking for kangaroo and thereby making the young men suspicious that she hit him so hard on the mouth to keep him quiet that the blood came and trickled down his breast, staining it red. When she saw this, old Gwinnaboo grew angry in her turn and hit old Gamai who returned the blow, and so a fight began. More words than blows, so the noise was great. The women fighting, little Winnaboo crying, not quite knowing whether he was crying because Gamai had hit him, because his mother was fighting, or because he still wanted kangaroo. Karine said to Gidgeriga, They have the kangaroo somewhere hidden. Let us slip away now in the confusion. We will only hide, then come back in a little while and surprise them. They went quietly away, and as soon as the two women noticed they had gone, they ceased fighting, and determined to cook the kangaroo. They watched the two young men out of sight, and waited some time so as to be sure that they were safe. Then down they hurried to get the kangaroo. They dragged it out, and were just making a big fire on which to cook it, when up came Quarian and Gidgeragar, saying, Ah, we thought so. You had our kangaroo all the time. Little Gwinnaboo was right. But we killed it, said the woman. But we hunted it here, said the men, and so saying caught hold of the kangaroo and dragged it away to some distance, where they made a fire and cooked it. Gamai, Gwinnaboo and her little boy went over to Quarian and Gidgeriga and begged for some of the meat, but the young men would give them none, though little Gwinnaboo cried piteously for some. But no, they said they would rather throw what they did not want to the hawks than give it to the women or child. At last, seeing that there was no hope of getting any, the women went away. They built a big dadeur for themselves, shutting themselves and the little boy up in it. Then they began singing a song which was to invoke a storm to destroy their enemies. 
So for now they considered Quirone and Gidruga. For some time they chanted, Murgaray, Murgaray, May, May, Ehud, Ehud, Ongara. First they would begin very slowly and softly, gradually getting it quicker and louder, until at length they almost shrieked it out. The words they said meant, Come hailstones, come wind, come rain, come lightning. While they were chanting, little Gwinnaboo kept crying and would not be comforted. Soon came a few big drops of rain, then a big wind. As that lulled, more rain. Then came thunder and lightning. The air grew bitterly cold, and there came some pitiless hailstorms. Hailstones bigger than a duck's egg fell, cutting the leaves from the trees and bruising their bark. Gidjiriga and Quarian came running over to the Dadu, begged the women to let them in. No, shrieked Gwinnaboo above the storm. There was no kangaroo meat for us. There is no Dadu shelter for you. Ask shelter of the hawks whom you fed. The men begged to be let in, said they would hunt again and get kangaroo for the women. Not one, but many. No, again shrieked the women. You would not even listen to the crying of a little child. It is better such as you should perish. And fierce raged the storm, and louder sang the women, Moogaray, Moogaray, May, May, Ehu, Ehu, Dungara. So long and so fierce was the storm that the young men must have perished had they not been changed into birds. First they were changed into birds, and afterwards into stars in the sky, where they are now, Gidgerigar and Quarian, with a kangaroo between them, still bearing the names that they bore on the earth. End of chapter 9